0: Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. I am your host, Tim Hayden. I am honored and privileged to have one of my great friends, Brian Hobbs, with us today. Brian, welcome to our podcast.
0: Thank you, Tim, for having me. appreciate being here.
1: Yep. Hey, so we're going to talk about a great topic, but before we do, Brian, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
0: Sure. Well, professionally, um, I'm the president of sales and marketing for Ryubi Outdoor Products. So for any of our Home Depot shoppers out there that love the Ryubi brand, um, uh, get in in touch with Tim and we'll figure out how to get you a discount. (laughs) 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 Always selling, Tim. Absolutely. Uh, And uh, yeah, I've been with, uh, Ryubi is actually just a subset of a bigger company, TTI. Most people don't know who TTI is, but it's a global company. Uh, that about 7.6 billion in revenue, Tim, globally in in 2019 and 2020 shaping up to be an even better year. But wow. for the better part of 20 years, I've been developing, marketing, and selling power tools in one way, shape, or form. So it's been it's been good. Uh, personally, I've been married 18 years to my better half, Rebecca, who you know quite well. Yeah. And. Uh, we have three children, Kaylin, Lydia, and Evan. Uh, I have two teenage daughters, so pray for me. <laughs> uh, honestly, they're good kids, but still pray yeah, for me. I understand. <laughs> yeah. And
1: we say the same thing, so, so no, that's great. Well, hey, I know Brian. You and I had a conversation. I'm gonna say it's been probably a couple years ago, yeah. and we talked about 360 degree reviews. You know, 360 degree leadership. And I said, man, what? And that's something that we were not doing at the time. We've still got some work to do, to be honest with you. But I said. This is something that I believe our listeners would love to hear, to be able to lean into. You know, we talk about a lot of different things on our podcast. So today we're going to talk about um, 360-degree reviews. So we've all been in some type of business environment where job performance evaluations were performed. I know I'm raising my hand as I'm talking to you. Um, You know, reviews are a necessary evil that we have to do, but the whirlwind of business grabs hold, and it's something that we need to do. We do a great job today on making sure we get those things done in a timely manner. But we're going to talk something. We're going to add, a, you know, you're going. To, I'm excited for our listeners. We're going to add a component to it that a lot of people probably don't think about and don't and don't get involved in. So, hey, so, Brian, my first question, what is 360-degree uh, leadership reviews or evaluations?
0: Yeah, good question, Tim. So, I mean, a couple things. One is I, I think you're right. Most organizations, they have performance reviews. I think we can all admit in many cases they tend to be. A check the box type of review it tends to be at the end of the year or yep. before you know we have our you know annual raises or merit increases or whatever it might be and um, 360 degree leadership uh, reviews is really born out of necessity for us and our organization and it's a way for us to really understand how are our leaders performing as leaders mm-hmm. and it's it's a really a set of questions tim that are asked to employees that either report to a leader, work beside a leader, or maybe actually manage a leader. And so it's not intended to be just for, uh, you know, the people who report to a leader, it's peer-to-peer evaluations. And it helps us understand how are our leaders performing as they manage up, how they manage across, and how they manage down. Mm. And really the approach for 360 performance reviews is it's anonymous. So what you want to do is be able to have a scenario where your employees feel safe, that they can provide honest feedback uh, in in a good constructive way, Tim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's not really intended to be a way to, mm. I don't like this uh, this person's um, personality or you know they maybe have a nervous tick that I don't like. It's not really intended to be petty, it's really to hone in. Are our leaders uh, exhibiting the leadership qualities we expect
1: of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. Hey, so um, Brian, describe the process.
0: Yeah, so I, I think there's probably multiple ways that this is done. When I when I started looking at it for for our organization, Tim what I was finding is a lot of the 360 interview questions were very similar to what you would have of an employee. Like, how is this employee's, employee's communication skills? How how do they do with time management? And when you're thinking about evaluating a leader, you got to really drill down to some, some really, really good questions. Like, you know, are they motivating me as a leader? Are they um, pulling out obstacles out of my way so I can do my job, mm. right? Are they... Are they mentoring me? Are they uh, operating with integrity? So you get into some very different sets of questions. And so what we've developed is 11 questions that really drill down into some of the key attributes that we would expect in any organization for for a leader and how how we want them to perform. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we go a little bit deeper with some summary questions, like my favorite question. And really, this was one that uh, I, I, I didn't find in any of the reviews, Tim, but I felt like it was so important. And it's a culmination of all the questions. And that is at the end of the day, as an employee, would you recommend one of your friends or peers to work for this manager? Mm. And so we can get into all the leadership qualities. But if that que- if that answer to that question is a no, then the summation of all those questions is we got a problem. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And so uh, so really, it's intended to be uh, be operated as a survey. Uh, ideally done digitally, Mm -hmm. uh, anonymously. And so what I would tell you is there's all kinds of different sizes of organizations. So whether you have five employees or a thousand employees, this can be done. Mm -hmm. But the key is your employees need to know that it's anonymous and that it's it's intended and you're going to maintain the integrity of that. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if they think that there's any fear of retribution, you're not going to get the the honest answers that you're looking for mm-hmm. so and that's what we ultimately want to strive for with 360 review performance reviews is that really getting to you know the you know shining the light on the dark corners of each of us for leadership so that we can we can figure out how do we make improvements mm-hmm. you know that's good so what you're saying
1: brian is that it's a safe you've got to make sure that you know if you do it and it's anonymous it's got to be a the team's got to know it's a safe place
0: they need to know it's a safe place. And if your organization's not big enough for you to, to be able to do that anonymously, I would encourage you, bring along a friend, a mm-hmm. counterpart, someone who you know and trust incredibly well, and let them be the keeper of the data so that your team knows, especially if you're being evaluated as mm-hmm. a leader, uh, you want them to know that you know their feedback is valued and, and it's going to be uh, entrusted with someone who's not going to... You know, put them necessarily in a bad spot. Yeah,
1: no, that's good. I think that uh, one thing that as leaders, and we've talked about this on our podcast before, is that um, well, you sure are showing some vulnerability. And I think vulnerability is great. Like our our team, is 150 folks or so. I can't be vulnerable with 150 people, but I could be vulnerable with the, our fi- five. Right. And I can go and show that. And to me, the 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 thing that the word that pops up in my head. blind spots is that in as we're in leadership there may be things that are blind spots that we don't see about ourselves that if you have a 360 degree review other people can see that and they got to know that it's going to be a safe place for you to get you know from your peers to be able to evaluate you
0: that's very uncommon in in industry you agree with that I completely agree with that and I I think you touched on something very important so when thinking about whether or not 360 is right for your organization, I think you have to ask the question, is what what is what is that relationship between you and your employees? Is it transactional or is it relational? Mm. Because if it's transactional, meaning you're paying them for a service and they're literally working for you just purely for compensation, then then 360 performance reviews may not you may not be in the right space in your business. If it's relational, meaning that we are approaching the way we do business as a family, we're in it together, there's a relationship here and we, we need to c- have continuous improvement both as leaders and employees, then you're probably in the right spot. I'd also take a step back and say if you're in that transactional space, you're not realizing the full potential of your organization. Mm. And I think it's clear, Tim, just based on what you've already shared, I know where your organization is. You're, you're, right. you're definitely in, in the relational realm. Right. So it's good.
1: You know, And I would say for our listeners that are, that are listening, that are saying, hey, yep, yeah, we need to do something. If you're transactional and not relational... I'd almost press pause and I would I would I would do a lot of I would do some deep thinking and you know, if you're a transactional business, what do you need to do to become a relational business? And as senior leaders, if you're a business owner or you're a senior leader, there's two things that we control that we can't delegate, vision and culture. Yes. And that's the culture component, that if you don't have the culture you want, you may need to, like I said earlier, press pause and go back and work on those things because you're not going to be able to go further faster if you are transactional and not relational. So I think that's good. I think Andy Stanley said that a long time ago. You know, To go further faster, you got to do X, Y, Z. So I think sure. that's important. So, so that's great. Hey, Brian, my next question, why would this be beneficial to businesses?
0: Well, I think a couple things. One is it, it sets the tone for, for all employees, both the uh, the employee and the leader. Uh, that you know, there's accountability for, for the employees uh, that report up to one of these leaders. It lets them know they have a voice to them, and, mm-hmm. that, and that it matters. And for the employee uh, or the leader that's being um, that's going through this, it, one it, it provides an accurate assessment of how they're managing up, how they're managing across, and how they're managing down helps them identify their strengths and weaknesses, certainly encourages personal development, uh, increases accountability and transparency, and ultimately it's gonna enhance their leadership performance. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the root of this, is to really get down into, to your point, those blind spots or those dark corners in the room, how do we improve? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the spirit of this, is not to indict, but to improve. Uh, and, and I agree, I, I, I think that's great. Hey, Ryan, my next question,
1: describe the impact this type of evaluating or review could have on a business.
0: Well, I can give you some examples, Tim, of how how it's uh, affected our business and as I as I mentioned earlier, uh this was born out of necessity for us. I, I'll leave employee names out of it for obvious reasons, but you know, we I had a director a couple of years ago who was just doing a fantastic job, Tim, and and how he interacted with me was incredible. How he interacted with our customers did a phenomenal job. But I started hearing complaints from the the team members that reported to him and some who didn't report to him, but were in lower level positions. And it became very clear that how he was managing up was very different from how he was managing down. Mm. And it just it became crystal clear that we don't have a way to, to measure this. And so in my conversations with him and the normal performance reviews, I laid out for him, like, hey, I'm hearing rumblings. Here's some examples of things that need to be improved upon. And... He took it as, well, That's I know who you're talking about. That's just one person, and I completely disagree with you. That's just a personality conflict. We don't get along. And I just didn't accept that because I knew mm-hmm. at, at this point where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Mm-hmm. And, and in this case, uh, that is what drove me to go figure out how do we implement this 360 evaluation. And in the case of that particular employee, we implemented it. As, as I said before, we had multiple people uh, that were positions above this, this director, uh, that worked beside this director, and below. So he had roughly eight people who uh, provided performance um, evaluation for him, and it became crystal clear it was not a single person personality conflict issue. He had a problem in terms of how he was communicating. And and really asking the team to to, to provide support for, for what he needed, mm-hmm. and so we drilled down into that. And in the beauty of that is it was no longer an opinion, Tim. Mm. The, the the results, you know, revealed that there was a there was a opportunity for him to improve. On, on how he managed. Mm-hmm. And so that's one example of, of how it can help improve an employee who maybe doesn't realize what they even have that blind spot. Mm-hmm. Another example, and you know, I, I would tell you this is this is a scenario where it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, but we were committed to the process. So I um, uh, had a, a lady who was managing uh, about five people, and it was a, a very similar scenario where uh, a lot of negative feedback in terms of how she was managing, and she didn't want, and just quite frankly didn't accept that she was doing anything wrong. She believed that they just didn't have the same work ethic as her. They weren't keeping pace. Therefore, you know the problem wasn't her; it was them. They needed to keep up. So as we went through the evaluation process, it became very clear, Tim, that there were areas that she needed to improve upon. And one thing we'll we'll definitely talk about is being committed to this process and so our commitment to her as a manager was look this is a glaring issue that you have in your management style we are willing to invest and and sign you up for classes and and get you the training that you need uh to to perform well as a manager and Mm -hmm. ultimately she decided to leave the company and that's Mm. unfortunate tim uh you know i to me i've had a great employee with a great work ethic just had a couple areas where she really needed to improve upon in her management style and uh we were willing to make the investment she wasn't mm-hmm. but the point is is we were committed to the process and seeing it through and it was so important for those employees to know that when they were providing their feedback that we were taking action mm. that's a uh, that's good and, and to me
1: i think that um you know Again if if our listeners are, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit, they think this is a great idea, is that what I'm hearing from you Brian is that two things come out. Number one, this can get messy.
0: It can get, it can real get messy.
1: And you got to make sure you're willing to clean up the mess. And I think that the thing that I really like what you just said is that look, this is a process. We don't deviate from the process. You know what? We're here to help and offer support to help you become A better XYZ employee that you're doing but some people don't want to do that and some people are not willing to make the investment that needs to be made and ultimately that lady is not with you anymore that's great. but there's also probably a lot more huge wins because again I go back you know one of my philosophies in our business is people have to know where they stand and be given a chance to improve and I think that's a great example so bit man it gets messy and you got to be willing to do the work and I know how hard of a worker you are, so you yeah. know. But it, but it does get messy, and you got to be willing to to walk through that. But man, the fruit on the other side for the majority of the team, most people generally want to know where they stand and they want to get better. You agree with that?
0: I agree with that. And in every single scenario where there has been negative feedback, and what we're looking for Tim, in the 360 reviews, we're not looking for the outliers, right? So if we have eight people who are providing feedback, and there's one outlier, one person. That provides feedback that's very different from the other seven. Again, I go back to the indictments versus <laughs> improvements. In that case, there may be a personality conflict there, uh, and so we're looking for the trends. But when you start to see feedback that's four, five, six people all saying the same thing, you know, then it's not a personality conflict. Yeah. There's a there's a, a an issue in the terms of in terms of how that person is leading, mm-hmm. and it needs to be addressed. So you've got to be committed to one. Doing the evaluation, two, keeping it anonymous, and three, seeing it through. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I, to me, I think that's the most important part of this is is just making sure that the employees um, have a voice. And it's really ultimate accountability for managers. If you know these reviews are coming and you know you're going to be held accountable, in some cases, that's going to be motivation for leaders to change.
1: Yeah. Now that that's really good. Hey, um, Brian, how long have you been doing? These uh these leadership reviews three four years about four years, now. About four years. Yeah. okay yeah. all right so I'm sure you have many many examples <laughs> of some that worked great and some yeah. that were messy so hopefully yeah. more that worked great than were messy so
0: yeah in in most cases they've been they've been great and uh, you know the few few examples where it has been messy what I can tell you is I gave you the one example where uh, you know our manager decided she did not want to to put in the investment that we were asking of her but in most cases as you stated. Uh, our leaders want to know what they're doing well and they want to know where they can improve upon and it's been received incredibly well both by the the leadership teams as well as the employees
1: okay now that's great hey brian uh my next question
0: How has this type of
1: evaluations impacted your business
0: uh well i i think first and foremost our employees have a voice Hmm. and uh you know at least in our in our area of responsibility, Tim, TTI is a big, big company. Uh, we, we've, we you know, fostered a, an environment where that feedback is, is welcomed. And what I would tell you, too, is like we talked about transactional versus relational. There's some organizations out there where if they're already operating as a family, 360 may not be necessary. Mm-hmm. Some of that feedback, it, it, you know, if you've got a leader that has an open door policy and is managing right, you know, I certainly my direct reports know at any point in time they can come in and they can set me straight. Mm-hmm. I've created an environment where there's no punishment for that. I want to hear it. That's and great. so I'm not saying this is for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but for us and and for large organizations and small organizations, it can really help identify areas where we can improve as leaders. It can drive change. It gives a voice to your to your employees as well. That if there is a problem, they have a they have a way to they have a medium to to voice that that concern. Uh, and I'd also say it gives us an opportunity to cel- celebrate the wins mm-hmm. because it's not all bad, Tim. In many cases, it's a lot of great strengths that are revealed through this process as well, and we need to celebrate yeah. that.
1: And I and I, hey, I want to I want to echo what you said. Absolutely, celebrate wins. I know we sure do. I tell you what, five years ago, we would get something done. I would check it off, move to the next one. Our team taught me how to celebrate. That's and great. so I, we celebrate a lot now because we have a lot of wins, and we, we thank <laughs> the good. Lord for that, so it's really good. It's very good. Hey, um, Brian, so this is spur of the moment. So for our listeners, uh, you know, we had planned on just having you know, really one podcast, but I would like to ask you, hey, are you, um, this may be a two- or three-series sure. podcast because uh, are you willing for the listeners, are you willing to share those questions that you talked about? To where is that something that you would be interested in doing? To where we because to me that's going to take a little bit of time. Are you are you okay doing that? Absolutely. Okay, that'd be great. So so hey, listeners, we don't know. if We know this is going to be more than a one series podcast. We don't know if it's going to be two or three. So Brian, thank you for that because I think I think we can go a little bit deeper there. So so hey, Brian, as we start to wrap up for today, uh, hey, what's some advice that you would give our listeners as we start to close for uh, part one in the series about uh, sure. uh, three hundred sixty degree leadership reviews?
0: Well, first and foremost, this isn't a check the box type of review. As we've talked about, you've got to be committed to this process. That means uh, that you're developing your leadership team. And sometimes that means tough conversations. And sometimes that means you need to invest. As, As I mentioned before, you know, if you identify an area that can be improved with training, invest in your people. Be willing and committed to having tough conversations. Uh, Be willing and committed to investing where there are areas of of improvement that can be handled, whether it's training or just one-on-time mentoring, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes the investment means you need to spend more time with that leader, Mm -hmm. not necessarily send them out to training. Uh, I would also say that use this tool to drive improvements, not indictments. Mm. If you're thinking, oh, this is a great f- way for me to finally highlight all the things that Sally does wrong, you might be the first person that needs to be reviewed. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> so, right. that's right. So, so use it as a, as a tool to drive improvements with your team. Uh, As we talked about, celebrate the wins. There's a lot of them, you know, as there are areas areas of improvement, there's also areas where your team is excelling, and celebrate those moments. Uh, And then what I would also say, Tim, is repeat the process, because the thing about it, doing this once, helps identify the issues. And I would also say, when you think about this process, the first time you're doing it, it's it's like identifying a leaking pipe for the first time. Uh, you you now know there's a problem. And so the question is, what are you going to do to fix the problem? Not sit there and be mad that there's a leaking pipe. you got a leaking pipe. Fix the problem. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about the first time you do this, some of this information may be shocking. Don't, Don't beat up your team or your leadership team through that process. Use it as an opportunity for improvement. And then the next year, gauge whether or not they drove change based on that feedback. So that's where repeating the process becomes important. Yep,
1: yeah. you know, uh, I think I think that's excellent what you just said. And I'll, I'll close with, by making one more comment, is that when you first started this process, everyone was probably, I'm asking, everyone was probably watching your every move because this was something new that hadn't been done before. Right. But as people got more familiar with it and they knew that they could trust the process, this probably became a very positive thing for you and your role would that be would, would, would that be an accurate statement
0: uh, absolutely okay and, and it shows the intent of the organization right? yeah we care we want to drive change and yep. their voice matters
1: yeah that's really great all right brian thank you uh for part one and uh for our listeners thank you for listening today everyone take care and god bless
0: if you'd like to continue the journey with us please subscribe on itunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing if there's specific topics you'd like to hear be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.